and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. So, you know I said last week I was going to buy Baldur's Gate 3, and I said that you might lose me. Well, that's definitely confirmed. I have spent 100 hours in the game so far, I bought it last Sunday, and I have no regrets. I'm romancing a literal demon, so that's all fun. I will say, for my D&D players out there, I am a drow druid of the spore, so I'm quite enjoying that. I have turned into an owl beast, if you are playing, and I have done the wrestling move, if you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, it's very, very good. If you're looking for a sign to buy it, this is it. Buy it. Anyway, that's been my week. Now, for this week's actual monster, we're not heading into the D&D space, from what I know anyway. And we're heading back to North America for a very specifically seen monster. Yes, we are in Wisconsin looking at the mystical Hodag. Now before we get started on the actual monster, here's some facts about Wisconsin, just in case you don't know anything about this relatively large state in the US. It is counted as the Upper Midwest according to its definition, although literally geographically it's more Upper East so I don't really know where the upper Midwest comes from. It's definitely in the middle, but hey-ho. It is right next to the Great Lakes, though, and it comes with pine trees and pine barrens. Now, if you remember all the way back to 2021, when I first started the podcast, my second episode, we covered the Jersey Devil, who was also only seen in pine barrens, but in specifically New Jersey's pine barrens. So this kind of environment is pretty perfect for some cryptid monsters. However, this monster's locale is even more specific than Wisconsin, and it's actually restricted to a certain city called Rhinelander. Again, this city is surrounded by nature and is known for its trails, woodland and lake views. But most importantly for us, it is also most known for the Hodag. Now onto the Hodag itself. This monster is described as a large lizard-type beast that stands on four legs. It's about 30 inches tall, 7 foot long, and weighs 200 pounds. It also has dark green thick reptilian skin, glowing red eyes, two horns protruding from its head, and massive fangs. It also has spines like a stegosaurus all the way down its back, and stinks to high heaven of, quote, buzzard meat and skunk perfume." Early reports said that it had the head of a frog and the face of a giant elephant, although I've not been able to find many examples of this version and have no idea what this might look like. It can apparently breathe fire, as well as having massive claws to catch any of its prey. However, the only noted power that it has is this breathing fire, but it's a massive dinosaur, so I think that's kind of a power unto itself. It never uses this power to attack people, though, and there have been no reported Hodag attacks. They do generally avoid people, but are mostly spotted by them whilst trying to pass by unnoticed, 
or by their loud calls, which are apparently unlike any other forest animal. If they are spotted, they do get quite aggressive and incredibly territorial, but you can fight them off with lemons, as they seem to have a problem with citrus fruits. That is recorded somewhere, so enjoy that. There's so much information on the hodag, I can even tell you what it likes to eat, and it's not people. The hodag likes mud turtles, water snakes, and oxen, but on Sundays, it can also go for an occasional white bulldog specifically. It's also been known to steal fish off of fishermen's lines, but it's also partial to the local delicacy, which is a potato pancake. And how people found this out, I do not know. They are generally solitary creatures though, and only come together for mating purposes. And the female hodags give birth to eggs, not live young, very much like reptiles and stuff like crocodiles. The hodag is known to live in the Northwoods region of Wisconsin, which does cover Rhinelander, which was previously lumber country, with mostly a lumberjack population. Now there is a bustling city, but a quarter of the county is still undeveloped land and woodland, and that is mainly for the hodag, so we can also consider this monster a blessing as well in terms of the environment. But in terms of their natural environment, they are most likely to be in either underground dens where they hide from us, or hidden amongst the trees. Now onto etymology, unfortunately, I've drawn completely a blank on this one. I could not find any information on why it's called the hodag or what hodag means, and that's the first time this has ever happened on the podcast. I can usually pick them apart somehow, but it is popular enough to have a Latin name assigned to it, which is Nasopetalius histrivoratus, but I couldn't find a translation for that either, so I really apologise, there's not much for this one this week. I would love to say it's totally my fault for not finding it, but honestly, I don't think there is an etymology for this word out there. If you do know, please let me know, I'd love to hear it, but I generally couldn't find anything. For its history though, this is where it gets interesting. The hodag was first reported in the early 1800s, and it's thought that it was reported by lumberjacks in the area who may have spotted it through the trees. Throughout Rhinelander, a rumour started spreading that there were monsters in the woods amongst the lumberjacks and their families, and it was thought that the hodag was possibly a reincarnated oxen, as the lumberjacks used them to drag logs from the forest, and it may have possibly returned to live a free afterlife. I will say though, that this might have even been earlier than the 1800s, because the Native Americans, specifically the Ubjiwe tribe, believed that in the same area there was a water panther called Mishipeshu, who lived there and was one of the most important mythical water beings within their tribe. We will cover Mishipeshu another time, as it is a really important monster, quote-unquote, for the Native Americans, but we'll cover it in another episode. In 1893, though, the story of the Hodag hit mainline news, a resort owner called Gene Shepherd started spreading rumours that he had a picture of the beast haunting the woods, and that a group of local hunters had finally tracked down the monster. He said that they had taken hunting dogs, rifles and squirt guns filled with poisoned water to attack the hodag, but nothing seemed to work on the creature. 
they ended up using dynamite and blew up the monster, but apparently remained intact and still managed to have a picture of the hodag, albeit black and white, and the supposed monster does look in pretty bad shape, although not blown up as we would expect as one would be with dynamite. You can still look at this photo if you want to look it up too. It's probably the most famous picture of the hodag. You might be thinking the same thing as I am, and that this was a big old hoax. And it was! Gene Shepard then came back three years later to say that he had caught a live hodag with the help of some bear wrestlers and chloroform, and he took the monster on tour of the US, charging people to go into very dark tents to hear the growl and see it move. It got the attention of the US media, and eventually a group of scientists went to see what the commotion was, only to find that the monster was made of wood and oxen leather, and it was being moved with wires behind the scenes. Just because this was exposed as a hoax, though, does not mean that the belief in this monster went away, and it is still very, very real to this day, especially in Wisconsin and in Rhinelander. In Rhinelander today, golfers blame the hodag for stealing their misshot golf balls, and fishers still blame it for stealing their prize catches. As well as this, the locals have embraced this local legend, and there is a whole website dedicated to the hodag run by the Rhinelander Chamber of Commerce. I really recommend checking this out too. It's got all of the information from this podcast, but it's a really great interactive website as well. But outside of the Chamber of Commerce, there is actually a hodag statue, which sits very proudly outside and everyone who goes gets a picture with it. And there is also a hodag trail which you can go to all the local hotspots where they have hodag statues just to commemorate this local cryptid. And if you find them all, you actually get a prize from the Chamber of Commerce, so it is recommended too. But you can also follow them on Instagram under at the real hodag too. As well as this, there are gift shops, tours, and even their local high school, the Hodags, and country music festival, Hodag Country Music Festival, which are dedicated to the Hodag. They even have a fan club if you're in the United States, and you can sign up and get a signed photo of the statue outside the Chamber of Commerce, as well as some Hodag-themed goodies. I went to sign up and found out it's not available in Europe, which made me very sad, so I do need someone to live vicariously for me and sign up and tell me what they get, please. That would be great. And one last final fun fact is that US President JF Kennedy went to Rhinelander once and got a replica hodag and apparently used it for inspiration when writing his inaugural address in 1959. So that's pretty cool too. Going back to folklore though, there's not many creatures or cryptids that I can think of that are like the hodag. The closest one I can actually think of, and they are often compared to each other, is the Jersey Devil as they are both a forest cryptid from the same kind of area and environment as the Hodag. Although the way they look and act are completely different, there is a great history with hoaxes and travelling circuses with them both too. We can also relate it to the US cryptid phenomena like Bigfoot in terms of the widespread either complete belief or complete disbelief in it, but it's certainly not as big in terms of its worldwide significance either. For real-world comparisons, I think this could probably be a case of mistaken identity. 
Of course, in these kind of environments, there are loads of bears, moose, and even other larger forest animals, especially in the States and near the border of Canada and around the Great Lakes. However, it could be something such as a few hunting dogs being lost all the way back in the 1800s that could have spooked people. It could have been bear mating calls they could have heard. But either way, the hodag has become firmly lodged in the heart of Wisconsin, and I love it. But now, let's move on to modern media. I've really struggled to find things this week, and honestly, I'm just going to include hodag media here, because there are a few, but I really think they live in a league of their own, and there's nothing really I can put in this same trope. But for art, I would really recommend looking at the hodag statues from all around Rhinelander. If you're in Wisconsin, go check them out in reality, but if not, you can have a look on the Rhinelander Hodag website and look at all of them on the trail. They are so cute. Otherwise, have a look at the independent art this week and the original photo from 1893 for comparison, as they are so starkly different, but all of the new art is really cool and all of the statues kind of match up with them, so really recommend this this week. In movies, though, we have two. We have Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and Backwards Bloodbath. For TV, we have Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, Mysteries at the Museum, Encrypted, Boogeyman Monsters Among Us, America's Monsters, and Exploring Cryptids. I actually watched the Boogeyman series recently on Amazon Prime, and it was actually really good. I really recommend that one for some real-life stories by locals with all of those kind of monsters. And it's not just the hodag, it's a whole series worth of American cryptids. In video games, we have two, Pathfinder and Magical Diary. And my book recommendation this week is Long Live the Hodag, The Life and Legacy of Eugene Simon Shepard by Kurt Daniel Kortenhoff for some really great summaries of the monster and actually of how it came to be and the hoax that went with it. But you can also find them in Fearsome Critters, by Henry H. Tyron, who wrote the book on US cryptids, and it's great for all of those other monsters too. I think I've recommended it before, but it is really the Bible when it comes to cryptids in the US. But now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? You know what? It's another one where I get so compelled by the local belief that I start to believe it myself. But I do think in reality, it is probably a case of misidentification. But, and this is really important, I think I personally get very swayed by how much a community respects their local folklore and history. And because Rhinelander embraces this so much, it's really hard to deny its existence and deny that to people who really love it. And I think another great example of this is the Loch Ness Monster over here in Scotland. There's such a widespread love of it that Loch Ness has become so respected and actually looked after. The locals know that there's probably nothing in the loch, but it compels you to look at things a little differently, especially when there is no physical evidence in existence either way. But the Hodag is one that is very close to my heart. I really hope that I can get out to Rhineland one day and do the tour myself. It's not particularly helpful that I can't drive, as I know the US is a bit of a nightmare for that, but I will do my best with what I have. One of my colleagues is actually from Michigan, near the Great Lakes District, so I think I might see if he wants to do a hodag road trip with me someday. 
But what do you think? Does the hodag roam the forests of Wisconsin? Let me know on Twitter. I would love to know what you think about this one. What a fantastic local cryptid, though. I am so happy that we can cover monsters like this that are so important to local communities. I really hope if we have any Wisconsin locals listening that you thoroughly enjoyed this episode, because I know I did. Next week, though, we are heading over to the Seven Seas. Nowhere in particular, but looking at a well-known folklore figure who is in most of our sea-based fairy tales and is even a way of saying someone has drowned. Get your crew together for Davy Jones next Thursday as we go sailing with this ominous sea metaphor that has become corporeal. For now, though, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and threads are Myth Monsters Podcast, and Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. All of our content can be found at mythmonsters.co.uk, and you can find us on Good Pods, Buy Me a Coffee, and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun though, share this with your pals. They might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. And I'll see you later, babes.